Tonight, the North Korean hackers going even further. This was just the latest in a series of leaks. 143 million Americans, one of the largest cyber attacks in this country's history. Estimated losses from these breaches in excess of $20 billion. Hello and welcome to Decrypted, a cybersecurity podcast for the everyday American. I'm your friendly neighborhood cyberman, Jacob Besida. When you hear about cybersecurity, it's likely in the context of doomsday-like events and how you can never really be truly safe. For most people, even discussing the topic can be somewhat terrifying, both from a technical side, but also from the seeming inevitability of being hacked. We live in a society where it is impossible to be isolated from technology, and thus, it's impossible to not be affected by cybersecurity. Before we can go into ways that you can protect yourself and educate yourself about cybersecurity, we have to ask the question, just what is cybersecurity? I've already used the term several times. You likely have some idea about what the term means. It's a term that is thrown around constantly in the news, but without any real regard for what it means, let alone any attempt to define it. Something that I think I and most people in leadership positions worry about today in a way that they didn't a few years ago is cybersecurity. Um, it is just, it is a new uh, phenomenon uh, where the risk is great and the learning curve has been fast. As we told you last night, almost 150 million Americans, possibly you, may be affected by a massive cybersecurity breach at one of the nation's top credit monitoring companies. More than 143 million Americans, the victims of one of the worst cyber breaches in history. So we have to get very, very tough on cyber and cyber warfare. Uh, it, is a, it is a huge problem. I have a son. He's 10 years old. He has computers. He is so good with these computers. It's unbelievable. The security aspect of cyber is very, very tough. And maybe it's, it's hardly doable. As a term that is ubiquitous, you'd think that it'd be well-defined, but it's not. In fact, it's quite hard to define, especially in a time where technology is blending into everything we do. It gets even worse when people start throwing around cyber terminology like ransomware, Trojan, DDoS, VPNs, and so on. It's enough to make anyone's head spin. We need to understand what we are talking about when somebody says cybersecurity. For instance, where does the line between cybersecurity and regular security get drawn? Does it end with technology? Or does it go beyond that? However, this ambiguity might not even be a problem, but we need to think about the implications of a loose definition, especially when looking at how lawmakers are using the word. These are all questions we have to address before we go forward with this podcast. To do so, I've invited a local law professor to help discuss the topic and to help try to define what cybersecurity is. Hi, my name is Paul Rosenzweig. I'm a professorial lecturer in law at George Washington University School of Law. I'm also a consultant at Red Branch Consulting, and I'm the former Deputy Assistant Secretary for Policy at the Department of Homeland Security. All right, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So here's some of the questions I had to ask you about. The first one, obviously, is uh, how would you define cybersecurity? I would define cybersecurity in two different ways. Uh, the first would be as the practice of securing networks against cyber intrusions uh, and against uh, insider threats from activities by people within an, a cyber network. Uh, 
that I think is probably the appropriate technical and operational definition, more or less. We could fight about it a bit. Uh, but I think that I would really define cybersecurity as the practice of art. It isn't a technical topic in the same way that medicine is. Um, there is no defined scope for it. You can't get a, an official cybersecurity uh, license in the same way that you can get a law license or a doctor's license. Uh, and that reflects the fact that the activity of cybersecurity is still in many ways in its infant stage of development, and practitioners of it uh, in many ways are still acting instinctively and without uh, as much science behind their efforts as in settled pr areas of practice. Um, that's changing. We're moving from the art phase to the science phase, but cybersecurity is not yet a science. Do you feel that we're ever going to get to a time where the field has become certain enough to define it? I think that we will get closer to that. Um, and our willingness to assign something the title of science or practice is rather flexible. Even medicine is not an absolute in many ways, uh, uh, unlike, say, physics, where you know, force equals mass times acceleration everywhere, except, of course, when you're moving at, you know, speeds of light and things like that. <laughs> but, but you know, the, there are very, very hard sciences that have hard and fast physical rules like physics. There are more practically oriented sciences like medicine that are capable of, le of definition and of licensure. A law is an extremely amorphous subject it, we can license that as well so yeah i think cybersecurity practice will on the scale of 10 to 20 years uh, find itself much more rigorously defined by practitioners who will uh issue licenses and define success in ways that uh meet scientific standards excellent well, this lack of concrete definition, do you think that there are advantages to that in the law in its application to cybersecurity, or are there disadvantages to not having a concrete definition? There are both advantages and disadvantages, as your question obviously implies. Advantages of a concrete definition make it easier to apply law and policy to a given body set. We can pass laws that govern all insurance requirements for doctors and lawyers, but only because we can define what doctors and lawyers are. These are they, these are not they. So the insurance requirement applies to them, doesn't apply to these other folks over here. Absent a concrete definition of cybersecurity professional, we can't apply licensure requirements, insurance requirements, standards of care requirements, all those are not there. On the other hand, Licensure typically come, creates a, uh, and definition typically creates barriers to entry, which means to say that in the medical field, or in the legal field, in the science field, you only get in 
by passing through some gates. The gates may be PhD requirements, uh, their JD requirements, their bar examinations, their medical practic practitioners examinations. Um, even barbers are narrowly and precisely defined such that you can't be a barber in the District of Columbia without <clears throat> several dozens of hours of training and passing a test. Um, that's good. The advantage of that is it assures me that when I go to a barber, he knows how to use the scissors. It's bad because it means that there are lots of people who could be perfectly fine haircutters who can't cut hair legally in the District of Columbia, and they're excluded from it because they haven't taken the licensure uh, exams, and they haven't done that because they can't afford to. So there's a real advantage to the floppiness of the current definition of cybersecurity because it means that we can accept irregular professionals as participants in the field in ways that would, uh, in some sense, advantage the people who want to avail themselves of their services. That's a very poignant point. Uh, on that subject and on an earlier subject where you've touched that there's kind of a separation already in cybersecurity between simply the technological aspect of cybersecurity, and there's also a personal aspect to cybersecurity. Um, do you think that there is a, do you think it is possible to separate these two, or do you think that they're always going to be intertwined? That's a good question. I don't think that they're going to ever be fully bifurcatable mm -hmm. uh, into separate pieces, uh, because in many ways the, the, uh, separateness that you posit is artificial, right? Um, and it bleeds over into each other in a lot of, uh, of middle cases, a lot of great cases in the middle. Clearly, there are going to be uh, situations and contexts in which we can think of cybersecurity as a pur purely technical application. And there are going to be others at the other end of the spectrum where they, it, it's these, this art, this personality. But most of it's going to be in the center Mm -hmm. And most of it partakes of both characteristics. I, you know, in truth, as an observer of cybersecurity, but not a really effective practitioner of it, um, in the technical sense, I, I can't tell you where that line's going to be drawn. And I would probably actually ask you the same question, and you'd give me a better answer than I would give. It's a very astute answer for a very difficult question, frankly. I try and be astute. <laughs> so... One of the one of the main things I want to talk about is the idea of cybersecurity as its own separate domain. Do you think that it constitutes its own separate domain? Do you think it should be con included in other domains as kind of part and parcel with things? I am a vigorous opponent of conceiving of cybersecurity as distinct. It certainly has distinct aspects to how it is practiced, but for me... Um, Cybersecurity, properly understood, is just part of a larger conception of risk assessment, risk management, and risk mitigation. And I can conceive of any number of situations in which uh, reasonable participants in the economy, uh, businesses, individuals, would systematically choose to invest less in cybersecurity and more in physical security uh, because that mitigation, mitigation uh, plan does more for less money, you know, is a better cost benefit. So 
by conceiving of cybersecurity as a risk field distinct from physical security, distinct from security from fire, distinct from security from any of the multitudes of risks that any enterprise faces, uh, we um, mistakenly uh, privilege it. I actually think that today uh, that is to the disbenefit of cybersecurity, which is to say that people underinvest in it because they haven't recognized adequately the risk potential in cyber threats. But in the future, that may very well be a different valence, and people might overinvest in it. So I would be against conceiving of it as a different risk domain. I would be in favor of conceiving of it as a different risk practice, which is to say that how you do cybersecurity is different from how the guy to your left does physical security. He uses guns, you use you know, malware uh, detection systems, but in the end, they're answering the same question. I would, I would be inclined to agree. It's sort of like a balance of different capabilities in terms of how you're managing your risk. Exactly. Just as a last question for you, you've already defined cybersecurity. How would you think that the common person understands cybersecurity and what do they really need to know? Well, I think they would understand it as keeping people out of their systems or uh, keeping their data safe or keeping their personal data safe, something like that. Um, that's, that's certainly how uh, my mother experiences cybersecurity. Yeah. Can, they get my, can they get my banking information? Um, and so uh, for the average consumer, as opposed to a larger enterprise, um, the operation of cybersecurity is really about making sure that you purchase and install uh, you know, an adequate suite of cybersecurity tools that you use encryption, that you, you know, use a password locker, that you patch, keep your systems up to date so that vulnerabilities that are known to exist are extinguished from your system once we have solutions from them. Um, the truth of the matter is that you know, most of the cyber risk is borne by directed targets, people who are purposely targeted. And for the average consumer, that's not them, right? They are often caught up in, in that um, and, and have exposures because of broader assaults. But in general, um, provided that they buy down the risk adequately with a few uh, simple tools, they can at least divert most of the attacks to other people who haven't done that. Uh, that's, that's actually all I really need to cover with you. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you coming on as my first guest. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. And I look forward to uh, listening to this one and all the ones that come after it. As we have come to learn, cybersecurity does not have a concrete definition. While we have a good sense of what the word means, its ambiguity both in its direct meaning and its application to domains outside of computers is one that is likely to be shaped in the coming years. We are likely to see the meaning of cybersecurity change as advances in technology continue, until the term is almost inseparable from our everyday life. Now that we've attempted to define cybersecurity, we'll move on to our next topic, privacy. Our next episode will be part of an ongoing series called Privacy 101, and will release Thursday, January 18th. 
Decrypted is made possible by the CyberCorps Scholarship for Service program and is done in association with the National Science Foundation. Decrypted is written, produced, and hosted by Jacob Basida. Thank you.